at times when they don't expect it. Like, and for example, December is off limits. You never give people gifts during December because that's when everyone else gives gifts. So you're going to get buried in all of the other presents and you'll never stand out. And as marketing experts, our job is to stand out. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Are you a business owner that gets the majority of your new business from referrals and word of mouth? If you answered yes, you're not alone. A survey done in 2021 showed that 82% of small businesses claim referrals as their main source of new business. This is a good thing, right? Well, not quite. The survey didn't ask how reliable or predictable businesses are getting these referrals. In my experience, referrals come in waves and aren't very predictable. So if you're trying to create predictable growth, how can you rely on unpredictable source for new business? That is unless there was a system that created predictable flow of referrals. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're uncovering the secrets to creating a steady stream of referrals with my friend, Steve Bizzagani. Steve is a lifetime entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Appreciation Advocate, a company that uses gift giving to generate more referrals for small businesses. Steve first made his mark in real estate as one of the top 10% agents in the US. He's sold nearly $100 million worth of real estate and has become a master of relationships. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you here because I'm telling you right now, when I started my business back in 2005, yes, I am that old, um, I loved referral marketing. I, I felt like I could, I could build a multi-million dollar business from referrals, for sure. And if not, then I compounded it with word of mouth marketing. And I got introduced, have you ever heard of this thing called uh, Business Network International? Yeah, so I've uh, heard, of it, heard of it once yeah. or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually built my business around referral marketing. And that first seven figures was actually a culmination of being in multiple chapters with different folks from my business, all working the giver's gain, right? And uh, so it was, it was beautiful. But after a while, B&I became, it was tough because the volume even there was a really tough thing to keep up. So I want to start our, our conversation on really picking your brain on what are the shortcomings businesses run into when trying to utilize referral marketing for their business? The, the biggest shortcomings that, that come to mind off the top of my head, I'd say uh, promotions versus gifts. A lot of companies will actually give promotions as gifts. Like promotions are fine when they're used for a promotion. Uh, mm -hmm. It's when they use them as gifts and say like, here's a nice you know, t-shirt with my company's logo on it. So you can wear it and be a walking billboard for my company. Like that's a faux pas for me. Like that's a shortcoming that that's a, a no go. Another shortcoming is making it not about the receiver. Like when you give gifts, it's, a, you know, that, that gift there, like a promotional item is about the giver. Promo is about the giver. Gifts are about the receiver. So I would say don't, you don't want to have that kind of stuff uh, taking place whenever you give gifts. Uh, you you want to try to avoid that kind of stuff. That's like the stuff that comes to mind like right off the top. When you think about referral marketing, you think about really talking to your clients, your current clients, and then finding ways to um, basically you're utilizing gifts to keep you on top of mind and in good spirit or good thoughts 
Is that how you're, you're framing this? Basically, every impression that you make is something that occurs like right when you meet somebody or right when you talk about somebody or talk, or talk about something or shake their hand or look at them or smile or whatever. That's an impression. And mm-hmm. when you give someone a gift, that allows the impression to occur over and over and over again in someone's household. You're basically living in their house with them. every t- And when you give them a good, high-quality gift that has a deep emotional impact and it builds a connection, like if you were to get a watercolor painting of their house, given, mm. to, or if you were to give them a custom cutting board w- that doesn't have Remax all over it and doesn't have my name, it doesn't have a... Uh, you know, my phone number and how to call me, uh, you know, if right. it's got like, like I used to give when I was doing real estate, I would give my clients, it would have a monogram of their name of their last name, it would have then it would have their actual last name under it, then it would have mm-hmm. the, the the house address, and the day they bought the house. And it was this huge two by eight or two foot by 18 inch piece of wood. And wow. they, that they stared at that, I, mean, I don't know what three, four, five, six times a day. So like, right. how many impressions and they remember who gave it to them. Yeah, well, of course. They think about me five, six, seven times a day versus like if I had just given them a gift card for 25 bucks to Starbucks, that's one impression. What we call here is a, we call it a fart in the wind impression because it's just one and done and it's gone just like that. Right. right. And you're not, you're, you're down into the subconscious and that it's a different story. So we're, we're really talking about the psychology of building a long lasting relationship with a gift that they're going to hold on to, not like a tchotchke where, you know, like a mug or like you were saying, maybe a pen. Um, I think that a lot of real estate folks that they do have like a welcome basket, um, but nothing, most of it's consumable, right? Yeah. That's yeah, on my, that's wine on the bad gift list. and some chocolates <laughs> awesome. and maybe some crackers and all some things, charcuterie or something like all that. All are on the bad gift list. All of the things you just said are all on the bad gift list. <laughs> right, right. So there's there's a good list and a bad list. So we know that tchotchkes are one, right? Like just stuff that has my brand on it. So if I gave you a mug and it says, even if it said you are buzzworthy, because that's the name of the show, it's and, and I'm thinking that I'm giving this to somebody and telling them when they read that, oh, you are buzzworthy. It's still my brand on there, not theirs, Correct. right? Yep. Versus um, creating, getting something. So I, I actually gave something to one of my clients. This is something that I actually do for my current clients as more of a retention uh, process as well. So we don't even look at it as where we're going to get the referrals, but that we are, we're basically building goodwill with our current clients and letting them understand how much we appreciate them. And so I, yes. uh, one of my friends has a boat, or one of my friends, but one of my clients has a boat and last time I was on his boat, he didn't have anywhere to put the beer. <laughs> and, I'm like, and he likes to go out and fish. Is is right outside his house and everything. I'm like, he needs a little cooler. So yeah. I got him a Yeti cooler. But then I went and found a place that made these little patches with his, and I had patch that had his logo on it. And I super glued it to the Yeti. That's on like awesome. three different sides. That's awesome. And so then when I, hand, I went to hand it to him, I actually handed it to him backwards. The only side, the one that would rub against the body. Yeah. Um, I said, is this your Yeti? And it didn't have any markings on it. He's like, no. I said, you sure? And I spun it around. It had all of his logos and everything on it. And he was just like, whoa, what's this? Like became very novel. And it's something he's not going to throw away. Of course and every not. time he goes and grabs a beer, he's going to think of us. Yes. And that's awesome because it has nothing to do with you. But yet he's still going to think of you. And that's like, mm-hmm. I was given a gift to Cutco Scissors by John Ruland about eight years ago. And he sent them to me with my last name engraved on them. And I still have them today. They're my favorite pair of scissors. I think of them every time I pick them up and they're my best pair of scissors. <laughs> so it's just the same, nice. same thing. It has nothing to do with his company or his name, but 
except he comes to mind every time. And here I am on a freaking podcast talking about him. <laughs> That's awesome. So is this kind of where you got the idea of your book? My book is more of a combination of a, several different mentors I have. Like Brian Buffini is a big mentor of mine in the real estate world. Uh, John Rulin, obviously, in terms of gifting and appreciation, he's more of a mentor there. Uh, and then uh, like other mentors uh, like, you know, Steve Harvey and uh, Dave Ramsey are other mentors of mine. So, oh, great people. Thank you. Oh, good. We got some. <laughs> Some that, really good inspiration. That's, there. that's my Mount Rushmore, those four guys. So. There you go. So let's go back to the bad list because you kind of talked about things that have our logo on it, um, things that are consumable. What other types of gifts are on the bad list? Gift cards for one. Nothing says I didn't have enough time to, or I didn't want to appreciate you, or I didn't want to put the time in to appreciate you uh, better than a gift card does. Like any kind of swag, S-W-A-G stands for stuff we all get, except I use a different S word. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, so then I have uh, flowers. Uh, they are they last about a week and then they're dead and gone. And so are you in the minds of your prospects and customers. Uh, and then right. uh, and then this is another one that kind of shocks a lot of people. And I don't know. I guess I can understand why. But events and experiences. So like if you were to take somebody to a football game or the Super Bowl mm -hmm. or if you were to take them to dinner or a lunch or coffee, anything like that, any kind of event or experience, they are they are kind of go hand in hand with food and alcohol. They are literally just one impression. The real question here to ask is how much are you paying for that impression? Because if you're paying $250 for a steak dinner and that's $250 for one impression, which means if I, let's put it this way, if I go to work for, I apply to work at a marketing agency and they say, mm -hmm. what's, how, fit, how efficient are you on generating impressions for our clients? And I could say, yeah, it only cost me about $250 per impression. They'd say, get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are not going to work yeah. here. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, if you buy in a Cutco set, I mean, that's $250, but you're getting multiple impressions. Correct. I, yeah. That's a totally different story. That's, that's, that's multiple impressions every day forever versus, you know, one coffee that, might cost, you know, if you go out for lunch with somebody, that might be 30, 40, 50 bucks, uh, depending on where you live. And that's one impression one time. That's it. Like, they're not going to think gotcha. about that lunch you had with each other a month later, even a week later, for, right. how, for the sake of it. <laughs> We're talking small business. Most of our listeners are small to medium-sized businesses. But like on an enterprise level, though, I almost think like if you took a client on a chartered jet to some exclusive island for some mind blowing experience. Yeah, I, yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Like, unless it's like, it, it's not going to last for more than like a week, a month, whatever. After a while, it's, you're going to be subconscious because I think what's better is to to live in the day to day because that's where people live in the day to day. We don't live. Gotcha. Life is itself is like a heartbeat. It's up and down and up and down and up and down. And obviously, mm -hmm. Uh, when it when the up and down stops, that's when <laughs> that's when life stops. And like, we're not going to be able to stay at the high all the time. But what I'll do mm -hmm. is we won't ever go very low just because we're mm -hmm. always right there because we're so gotcha. fresh all the time. So like, you know, you're not going to think about that retreat every day, all the time. All right. the time. You'll think about right. it when you see somebody who went to the retreat with you, or if you mm -hmm. see something that reminds you of the retreat and how often is that going to be? Cause we have, I mean, how, I don't know the stat on it, but I don't know how many times are we hit with stimulation every day? I, mm -hmm. How many different it's things? Like, it's like 3000 impressions a day. Something crazy like that. Yeah. So, you're just going to get lost in it. I, and I know some retreats are freaking phenomenal and life-changing and all that stuff. It's just, it's not top of mind all the time. And, it, and, and for the purposes of referral marketing, marketing is mm -hmm. when you batter someone over and over and over with a message. And you can't, you're not doing that with a retreat. A retreat is more like right. a product or service. It's not meant for the, that's right. the product. It's not the marketing. That's the service. Mm. That's the deliverable. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't mistake the two. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. I think that that makes it, it's a good distinction between that. So when we're talking about like the gift cards, like I feel like a lot of people use the gift cards because they have a lot of clients, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they have to create a system that allows them to produce in a, on a predictable or on a steady basis, right? So it's not something that they have to think about. Usually it's a shortcut, right? It's the lazy way of giving gifts, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about Cutco knives, that, that's a pretty cool, I mean, a lot of people, depending on what generation you're in, I don't know if the Gen Zs don't even know what a Cutco is, but the uh, <laughs> for us Gen Xers, you definitely <laughs> remember familiar Cutco, with it, right? Yes. Right, right. So there's companies out there that literally strategize on how to systemize this, or is it that you're basically giving a profile to new clients that people have, and then you're doing the research for them? Yes. My official title, if I was to give myself a job title, it would be strategic appreciation expert. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to create an, a, an appreciation plan for your company to, to use. And then okay. and basically it's consulting. Like I'm going to say, okay, look, here's what, tell me about your customers. Tell me about your employees because both mm-hmm. need appreciation, not just one. Mm-hmm. And empl- probably employees more than even customers because the employee, you don't have the customers without the employees. So basically I'll put together a plan for you and say, okay, tell me about your employees. What are they right. like? Tell me about your customers. What are they like? Okay. And then here's your plan. Okay. Here's what we should do with your employees and how often we should do them. We should, you know, two, three, four gifts a year. Uh, and here's what the, the gifts should be. Here's a high, medium and low or, and then we'll go over to your customers and here's a high ex- expensive item, medium expensive item. And then I talk to you about what's your budget? What are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to spend on your customers this year overall? So like mm-hmm. I used to tell people five to 10% of whatever their net value is to you. So if I close a real estate transaction, they netted me a $10,000 commission. That means mm-hmm. I was spending 500 to a thousand dollars on that client over the course of tw- the next 12 months to say thank you. So I was mm. like, and I mean, four gifts a year, you can do pretty good, uh, pretty good gifts. That's like 125 to $250 per gift. Uh, right. So you could get something nice with that. And that's just the budget. That doesn't mean you have to spend that much. There were so right. many times where I got clients mind blowing memorable gifts for $13 or, you know, $21 or things like, like all the time. You don't, that's just, I'm just saying the budget is 125 right. to 250. No, it's, I love that. You know what I mean? Now, what about the folks who have low LTV? So lifetime value. You're talking about like sometimes you have to get strategic with that because like if you have a hundred of those people, say is you had a hundred of a new clients come through your door in a month, does this work on scale? Yeah, it works on scale. So it depends. So what I would do is uh, again, you, you could hire a company like me to do this, or you can, or you can, uh, you, or we put the plan together and you guys can handle it in house. I and mean, what happens is, if you have a lower end product or something, what I would do, no matter who it is, every business has a top twenty percent, and and it doesn't right. have, and it doesn't mean financially. There's just maybe you have a top twenty percent emotionally, like you have a better relationship with this twenty percent mm. than everybody else. Those are the people that you should be focusing your attention on. Then go with that because, and that might that scale might be. Uh, well, uh, when you're focusing only 20% of the business instead of 80%, that obviously is going to cut down a lot of fluff. It's going to cut down a lot of, of time spent on the rest of the 80. I would say focus more on emotions first, like the people who have invested in you, like in their hearts and minds more than they have in their wallet. Those are the people you should go for first because they people buy emotionally and justify logically. Then the people who have right. spent the most, those people get the next attention. Um, sometimes it's a combination of both. Sometimes the people who, and many times it's a combination of both because the people who invested in you the most in their heart have already, they want more of you. So they spend more on you. So you're giving the gift. 
when we're talking about referral marketing, like, cause the, to, to me, everything you've said, it kind of goes in line with what I do with my clients, where I do, I give gifts of appreciation. How do you then systemize the act of referral through that process? Is there, is there a short answer to that or is that? Yeah. So after a while, I mean, that, and this is something I learned from both John Rulin and Brian Buffini, as after a while of, you know, after you've loved on someone enough, you do kind of earn the right to ask for a referral. And that's what, and, uh-huh. and so that's why I would say you just like ask. So like, you know, Brian Buffini's, his uh, signature quote that he's known for is, oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Like he says that, but now he says that all the time. Uh, for me, when I was working it with my clients in real estate, after I had serviced them, a several amount of time, maybe we saw three or four homes, I'd send them a gift or two. And uh, I've hooked them up with a good mortgage person or whatever the story is. After I've done a certain amount of things to provide value, I would say, hey, you guys, just so you know, um, while I've got my head down working for you guys, whenever you get the opportunity, could you tell a family member, a friend about me? And you know, don't keep me a secret from family and friends. And they were just like, Oh, you know what, Steve, that's awesome. No problem. And you know, you get a referral by the end of the week or something like that. But you you do earn the right to ask. Um, when right. you provide enough value. It's the, pr- the problem with a lot of small businesses that they face today is they start asking for those referrals right up front without having giving any, ha- without having g- given oh, them anything. It's all the time. Yeah. It's all the time. It's like, hey, give right? me you referral. sign up for a program and they're like, oh, and we'll even give you a discount if you give us five uh, names. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> have you, you haven't even earned the right to ask that question yet. You haven't provided any value to the one name you got. Instead of maybe you love on the name you got and the other five will show up no problem. So how do we get started with uh, incorporating gift giving into our referral marketing? What's a good way for a, a listener to just like in the next week, something they, they could do on their own that would get them pointed in the right direction? Besides buying your book, of course. Well, sure. Yeah, obviously. So but what I would do is like, uh, yeah, well, go get the book. It's coming out in July. But so what I would say awesome. is I would focus on find out who has spent the most money with you over the last 12 months. I'd say identify the top 20%. That's the first thing you should do. And then after that, you want to rank them. You want to your your A pluses and your A's should be the, in that 20%. If they don't fill up 20%, then add a couple B's and C's. Then determine a budget, like I said, 5 to 10%. Then build a quote unquote random timeline. Um, when I say random timeline, I mean it's random to them, but it's not random to you. This is something I learned from John Rulin in his, his book, Giftology, is you give to people at times when they don't expect it. Like, and for example, December is off limits. You never give people gifts during December because that's when everyone else gives gifts. So you're going to get buried in all of the other presents and you'll never stand out. And as marketing experts, our job is to stand out. So, uh, and then obviously have a gift list, put it, you know, put a bunch of things together that you like want to do. So for me, whenever I had a, in real estate, I had a post settlement gift list. It was going to be a picture, then it was going to be a cutting board, then it was going to be blah, 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 what all these are like, I had a list of things to go to that puts the system in place. However many days after they closed, this is when they got them. And there's this other thing, well, there's called writing personal notes, always put a handwritten note whenever you send a gift. That's just a given, no matter what that always adds a personal message and makes a deeper connection. And this last thing here, I would say is, it's called the juice. And I know a lot of people are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I say like, the juice is like, whenever you talk about somebody, whenever people gossip, you're always talking about like all the juicy stuff, all the, the all the good information, all the stuff everybody gets real excited to listen to. So when you know your client's juice, like you want to squeeze them for the juice because it's like, what makes them tick? What are their hobbies? What are their kids' names? What are their kids' birthdays? What are their are they married? Uh, how long have they married? What's the anniversary date? What are their hobbies? What do they like to do? What do they hate to do? Uh, like all of those things, that's the juice. 
And people constantly, constantly spill it. Like before this podcast, I know some of the juice you gave me was that you're a Bengals fan and you're extremely frustrated by the AFC championship outcome. Like, like things like that. Like you, people spill this stuff all the time. And if you're not listening to it, you don't catch it. Um, right. So like, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's why when I'm on, on meetings with people I just met, I always have my phone in my hand because, uh, at any moment, they could say something very significant, like they're like a birthday, an anniversary date. Maybe I, again, I don't give gifts of, like coffee or food very often. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe you find out like that they're just obsessed with a certain thing, uh, a certain kind of coffee, and you just just to know what kind of coffee they're drinking is important. Just just because maybe you don't give them the gift, but maybe you come can somehow maneuver that into another. Where, like, oh, you like strawberry, blah blah blah. Is that your favorite flavor? And it's, oh, okay, strawberries are a thing. Okay, just you know noted you always have my notepad in my hand so it's ready to write down whatever i hear in an instant those are things you could do i know it's a long-winded answer for a short question (laughs) no problem no problem so on your website do you have any like checklists or anything like that to to get people's uh juices flowing in like ideas of where to get gifts yeah for sure so i have the thing i have two things you you can use my appreciation six-pack which contains a bunch of different things like uh, the bad gift list, six ways to increase your referral business, six things a great gift always has, three ways gift giving can deceive you. And then obviously, I, I also have a separate a separate PDF that you can use. It's called Seven Secrets to Create Unreasonable Brand Loyalty. And I can give that to your listeners as well. Awesome. So you go to that website right there. Um, we're talking about appreciation at advocate.com. The link will be in our show notes. Um, uh, committed to memory as far as that goes. Give me the one secret that everybody should keep in the back of their mind as they're approaching this gift-giving strategy for their referral marketing? I would say, if your priorities are clear, your decisions are easy. How cool would it be to discover so much more profitability in your business just by showing your appreciation to your current clients? I am personally feel great every time I get the chance to do it. Steve shares some amazing resources on his website. So check it out and download those tools ASAP. I include the links to everything in the show notes right below our subscribe button. If you haven't already, make this show a weekly must listen. Until next time, stay buzzworthy.